Hey Badminton community, it's Henry and Jeff from the Badminton Podcast and Volant. We're here to bring you episode two of the Tokyo 2020 show. For those of you tuning in for the first time, on this show, we will bring you daily updates, uh, news updates, results, opinions, predictions, polls, and so much more. So Jeff, since we last spoke, we've had the opening ceremony mm -hmm. and we've just finished up uh, day one, session one. So. What are your thoughts? It's been pretty fierce competition, hasn't it? I mean, I'd probably say the mixed doubles is probably the most, uh, not the most competitive, but we've had some really tough and strong matches in the, the mixed doubles. Of course, in the other events as well, we've, we've seen some really good men's singles, women's singles, men's and women's doubles, but probably want to hone in a little bit on the mixed for this session. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. But like, it's really hard to look past all the matches that yeah. were played this morning. So uh, I, I guess, where, where do we even begin? Yeah, it's, it's tricky to yeah, know where to start because I just want to talk about everything, yeah, <laughs> seriously. <but> unfortunately, <laughs> we're not going to have enough time, fans. So we're going to hone in on a, on a couple that, uh, that we, that we uh, looked at this morning. Yeah, so I think uh, one of the matches we said don't miss from yesterday was mm. the Brits versus the French pair. It's in yep. mixed doubles. So it's Marcus Ellis, Lauren Smith against uh, Tom Jiquil and mm -hmm. Delphine um, Delru. Yeah. And that was a straight sets victory for the Brits, but I think that was like a really important one. It was really tight, mm. but it was really important because that could lock in that kind of second position in their group. Yeah, in group, group B, I believe. In group yeah. B, yeah. 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 Lock in that second position, yeah. Yeah, I think they were definitely feeling the pressure. Even if, even though it was straight sets, you yeah. could see the, the energy that Lauren and Marcus were bringing. And even when they, when they, when won, they finally won, they were yeah, in it. They so, were so happy about that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, really happy for them. So, uh, mm. yeah. What about that opening match? That opening match, I think is, I, I, we said this earlier, it's it's quite a dangerous one um, opening the Olympics. So we have Yuta, Yuta Watanabe, mm -hmm. Arisa Higashino versus Christensen and Boyer. Uh, and they, they lost the first That's set. It. Uh, Higashino was looking a little bit shaky, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so She well. wasn't really playing her game. She ended up at the back. Rear court a yeah, lot. Yeah, rear court all the time. Um, but uh, look, they managed to manage to pull mm. through. Uh, but it is, yeah, certainly a dangerous, dangerous time that that first yeah. match. Um, Heaps of jump smashes. Yeah. Heaps of um, Higashino yeah, jump smashes, jump which, smashes cool. which, are, which are really cool to see. to see. To them. see a woman's woman's jump, jump smashes is, is really awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think U2 is playing pretty well. I wouldn't say he's playing the best. Mm. Like his stop drops, like his trademark shot, were he didn't working. Didn't do as many of them. Yeah, I think the Danes were really ready for that. Yeah, uh, I think he could have just attacked a bit more, but yeah, but I mean, it is the first match, right? Yeah, it is yeah. the first match. He's probably getting feeling of the court, feeling of the opponents, all that kind of stuff. So mm. I think that was a really good one. And I guess the the other mixed match we're we're proud to talk about because we're because we're Australian is Gronja Somerville, Simon Lung um, from Australia. They played Praveen Jordan and Malati. Um, Octavianti, Octavianti. Yeah. Mm. and the Aussies won the first set, 22-20. They yeah. were down 2014. Right, yeah, in the and first then they set. won. One was it? Seven, seven points, points in a row yeah. to win 22-20. Yeah, up in the second, 17-16, but unfortunately lost five points in the row, mm. and the Indonesians the won the way. second. And then the Indonesians took took a pretty good control of that third set. Yeah, I think the yeah Praveen sort of switched it on in the, in that third set. Mm. He, I guess he's one of those ones where it, we said this in the last <laughs> episode, right? The, his consistency really dictates the results of, of yeah. the match. Yeah. Um, quite uh, quite greatly. So, uh, it, it was good good to see that the Aussies did you know fairly well. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 So fierce competition there. Um, moving on to men's singles, mm. um, there was a there was Arum Mahmood. 
Yeah. Says I in IOC's uh, Refugee Olympic team. So he's the first ever badminton player to be in the Refugee Olympic team. Yep, and um, one of twenty nine. Yeah, one of twenty nine yeah. athletes in the whole Olympics there. So he played against uh, Jonathan played, Christie. Jonathan uh, yeah. Christie. So uh, that was actually quite an interesting match. Of course. You know, Jonathan Christie is a very, very talented, yeah, very yes. skillful player. So a very World challenging, class, challenging competitor uh, for Mahmood to face it, face in his first round. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he did. He was he was competitive, and at, at one point he did take the lead in in, in the second. Yeah, yeah, in the second in set. Second set. Yeah, as well. And so I, I think um, I, 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 you know, I, I'd be I'd be pretty happy with the performance that that he made. Of course, winning is is important. Um, but he didn't quite get there, but I think he did show you know, some really great. Yeah, I think really made the Refugee Olympic team proud with that yeah. performance. Uh, first badminton player, and of course, a bit of background about him. He, he moved, uh, I think it was in 2015 to the Netherlands, mm -hmm. um, originally from Syria yeah. because of the, the unrest in the country there. So big, big moves, big sacrifices, and I'm really glad that he's able to still play badminton mm. um, after dealing with these things in his country and, and migrating migrating countries and I guess speaking to a lot of the athletes that I've yeah that, that we know in the Olympic Games in our podcast we talked to quite a few of them as well and a lot of them have really unique stories right yeah they they, they they have so many sacrifices that they make they've got these kind of inner feelings or deeper meanings why they want to play and why they love the sport sometimes it's not just about the sport loving the sport but there's a deeper meaning behind why they actually do it and why they want to get to the Olympic Games and I think one really good example is Jason Hoshu from Canada mm, yeah. yes and he's playing in uh, men's doubles yeah uh, as well uh, with Neil, Neil Yakura. Yakura, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think they're actually playing the daddies uh, this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, Andrew and Asan, yeah, yeah they mm -hmm. are. It's a big, big, big uh, challenge for them, absolutely. Um, but yeah, you were saying that Jason has, you know, had his fair share of hardships uh, and, and challenges, struggles, challenges, sacrifices, um, and I guess his reasons of why, why, why he continues playing. to play. Yeah. Um, so let's check that out. I guess when my father passed away, you know, uh, it, it was quite hard. I didn't know if I wanted to like continue badminton or not anymore. And uh, I remember um, just thinking about it, like it's a sport we both really loved and really cherished. And I didn't want to give up on it. And um, you know, I was doing quite good at the time too. Uh, so I remember, um, I think I uh, in his casket, I, I buried a racket uh, with him. And uh, I just told myself that uh, you know, I wanted to uh, see, him, see him at the Olympic games. So um, I think it was my first year of university. I was doing uh, my like my full time courses, and uh, usually I would schedule them in the nighttime because I, I got a job at a hospital doing doing IT, like uh, technology. Yeah, it was quite good. I, I had to. I think I worked seven to three. Then I would head to school right after, and then I would maybe go to training eight to ten at nighttime, and then and then wake up again at like five a.m. So it was quite hard. It was quite. I, I had to do homework at night too, so it was it was really tough. Just uh, making sure you know I got a budget myself. Uh, you know, trying to trying to find the cheapest flights. You know, to go to tournaments. Like most of us usually don't stay at the tournament hotel because it's a lot more expensive than maybe some other local hotels that are just a little bit farther. You know, we try to find those or Airbnbs. I also played in the Danish league for um, for a season and uh, also like yeah, used used that money towards my Olympic uh, journey. Yeah, so Jason, great, great guy, really, really nice to talk to. So if you ever get to have a chat to him, you should. But yeah, great story, and I'm, I'm so glad that he could make it, and he's, I'm sure his dad is really, really proud of him and what he's doing. 
So this is the part of the show where we bring on some international guests so that we can discuss what's happening in the games, their opinions and their thoughts as well. So we're really excited to introduce to you the first guest for this 2020 show. We've got Toma and Christo Popov from France. Toma and Christo, thanks for coming on to the Tokyo 2020 show. It's a pleasure to have a chat to you. For those that um, are tuning in and aren't familiar with the Popovs, uh, we have Krista Popov, the uh, European Championship gold medal winner, singles player, uh, as well as playing doubles with, with his brother. Uh, so, and that we have Toma Popov, who just recently won the Orleans Masters and Spain Masters in men's, men's singles mm. as well. Yep. So first question, easy question for both of you. How have the games been for you so far? What results have you been able to see as, as well? For the moment, uh, we didn't see the match because it was uh, during the night. So we just woke up right now and uh, we just uh, seen the, the results. So we've seen the re results from the mixed double, the French pair and the, the lady single. Uh, uh, we know that Tom and Zofin uh, lost against uh, Edison Smith from England. So we're a bit uh, disappointed of the results. We uh, we believe that they could won. So uh, it was a, a bit of the of the surprise uh, this morning. I mean, they certainly have the they certainly have the skills to to compete uh, against uh, Lauren and Marcus, but unfortunately went down in, in two sets, which was a very tight. you know yeah really tight game. Um, what about you, Toma? Uh, the same because it was too early, but uh, I think we put a lot of uh, a lot of hope in the mixed uh, mixed pair. So uh, after uh, in the Olympic games, we don't know what will happen in the in the next few, few days. So maybe they can they can go through. So we will see. But I think they have to they have a chance to play, and I think they will go on one hundred percent on the next matches. So we are we are behind them. Yeah, that's a good thing about the Olympics, right? Because of these group stages, if they are able to win their other matches, they can still go through as the top two pair in the group. So in terms of the other matches, there's been heaps of other matches, very, very competitive. And the one that we saw also was two sisters. So it was um, Gabby and Stephanie uh, Suiva yeah. from Bulgaria. They had a really close match, three-set match. They just lost the third set against Kim and Kong from Korea, 23-21 in the third, I believe, they just lost. But we were thinking, what's it like to play as brother and sister or brothers or sisters on the doubles court together? And we thought we'd ask you, what's it like? Do you fight a lot? Is it, is it something that's good, bad? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's uh, like all the pairs, there will be bad moments and good moments, of course. But uh, uh, to play uh, men's double or women's double at a high level, you have to be like, true with your partner to to talk with him uh, and to say the things uh, very directly. So I think uh, being brothers or sisters, it's easy to talk directly and say the, the real things. Uh, to woke up your partner or just to say like the true, like, uh, come on, man, just play this or play the other, t the other side or I don't know. But it's easier to talk uh, with a brother or with a sister on court. There is a better connection, I think, and uh, I think the emotion when you play with your brother because it's your own family, so the emotion is very high. I think maybe better than with a partner who is not from your family because it's, it's not the same connection, the same feeling, and I think maybe the confidence uh, rise when you play with your brother because 
you have 100% confidence in him and you know that he will do the best shot he can do. And no matter what uh, happened on court, we're always happy and we just take pleasure. Yeah. So if, if you were talking to Gabby and Stephanie Stoiber right now, as a brother and brother pair, sister and sister pair, they've just lost the third set, what would you want to say to them? Or what would you say to each other if you were in that situation? Uh, yeah. Just win the game, like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. but like really. <laughs> but there is other matches. Um, we know uh, Gabby and uh, Stephanie uh, from very close, uh, or very close time. So uh, because our uncle is the coach, so we know them from a long time ago. So I think they will just stay focused, and they already play in Olympic Games in uh, 2016. So they have the experience and I think they will handle these kind of matches and they will play really good on the next few. Yeah, they need to, to keep the, the, head, the head up and uh, to play the best match in the next match uh, they will have. Yeah, yeah. And ab absolutely. Because I think we talked about this a bit earlier is that because you do have the group stage, there is still opportunity for them. It is a challenging group in itself. Um, but there is still opportunity. So we'll keep on the positive track. We won't talk too much about what the negative sides of, of being, you know, part of a, a family partnership, but certainly with the wins are just as good, if not better um, than when you're not a family from, from the sounds of it. Now, if we change gears a little bit, uh, guys, what we want to talk about is the men's singles category. We haven't talked too much about that just yet on our first episode and on this episode, but men's singles you know, coming into the tournament, we, we would have picked Kento Momoda previously in if the original Tokyo 2020 Olympics was held in 2020. Um, but now things have changed very different, uh, are very different. So who do you, who do you both tip as the gold medal uh, a winner for men's singles? I think there's a few players who uh, have the capabilities to, to win uh, this gold medal uh, in the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, from my side, I think uh, one of the best uh, favorite will be Momota because uh, he's in the hometown and uh, he he will just play his best badminton ever, I think. But also uh, Victor Axelsen, uh, he took the bronze medal at Rio and uh, right now I think he he prepared very well and uh, he's ready to to beat Momota. <laughs> so I think it's really hard to say who is gonna win because. Uh, the competition is like uh, another level than the normal competition like World Champions or, uh, or HHBC World Tour. It's not the same, it's a competition apart. So there is too, too much level, there is uh, too many good players. It's so dense that, and with COVID, so we don't know uh, uh, the level of every player like Shiyuki uh, or Chen Long. We don't know how, how they are now. So I think we were just, it's like, it's like we bet, but we don't know how it's going to do. But I think we are more for European uh, yes, yeah. players like Axelsen and, and Anton Sen. I think we have, they have very good chances to, to make some good results. Yeah, excellent, excellent. So if we're looking at the games now, we're just on the first day. There's so much more action to come. If you were able to say something to your fellow French players, so whether it's Brice in the men's singles, um, Tom or Delphine or ladies singles player, um, what would you say to your teammates 
And if you had someone outside of the French team, do you have any messages that you want to pass on to them? Like a really big good luck to them for the next matches and uh, make friends uh, shining like on the Olympics and uh, enjoying all, yeah. all the time there because it's a huge experience and it's a one life experience maybe for someone. So I think we just have to be happy to be on this stage and uh, just play the best badminton with, without stress or without uh, uh, scares or something like that. Yeah, and enjoy every moment on court and off court uh, during the games. So, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the message that we're going to send out to all the, the players and fans that are hopefully tuning into this episode. Um, but, yeah, we do appreciate both of your time today, Christo and Toma, for coming on. Uh, and, and sharing your thoughts and opinions on the game so, so far. Uh, good luck to France. Uh, we hope they do well. Um, and like we said, we hope that uh, we can turn, turn the losses into some wins in those groups uh, for them as well. We hope so. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Let's go on to the do not miss matches for, for session two and session three. So mm -hmm. for, for this afternoon, which starts at 6 p.m. Tokyo time, and then tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Tokyo time, local yep. time. So I'm thinking, so for tonight's session, session two, I'm thinking um, Choi and Seo, the Korean doubles pair. Sure. Of course, Seo just played the the mixed doubles, mm -hmm. got through in three sets. Yeah. Um, but a, that, that was, was a really, really yeah. good match as well. Event. Um, but they're playing against Aaron Chia and Soi Woo Yik from Malaysia. Now, it's going to yeah. be an interesting one, I think, because I think... They've lost. They've they've lost the last two, two that they yeah. played uh, against them. Um, it's actually the head to head is two all, mm. um, but the last two, yeah, Aaron Chia and you Wuyik, uh, you so Wuyik. Sorry, so I get yep, his yep, name yep. wrong um, all the time. But yeah, they've lost the last two against them. So I think it's going to be very interesting. Of course, so had to play mixed doubles this morning. So um, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like how it energy wise, and it was a, it was yeah, a hard yeah. set as well. It was a hard three setter yeah. as well. So. We'll see. I think that one's a really good one to watch. So mm -hmm. men's doubles. And, and that one is just just to jump in. That, that, that's at 6 p.m. local time um, yep. as well. And then 7.20 p.m. local time tonight. We've got Champion Soon Go Li Ying, Malaysian mixed doubles pair against Tan, Tan Chun Man and Si Ying Sweet of Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting one because you'd probably think maybe the Malaysians have the advantage because of, I guess past performance. But there was a period of time, 2018-19, where the Hong, Hong Kong pair were dominant right that were yeah. they were winning really really big events and when they got to world number two as well yeah, um, yeah. but yeah i think the the experience from the malaysian pair at mm. olympics um is going to absolutely help yep. them yeah. uh, they, i think they were silver medalists um at 2016 um and then you know i, I think with the current head-to-head -head, i think uh hong kong the hong kong pair are 4-1 four four one. One. yeah um, Maybe they're not used to playing two two left-handers. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. In those, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's certainly going to be an interesting one. Mm, yeah. Um, and yet, I guess with day two session three, session three. Yep. Um, that's starting starting at ten a.m. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, we have we have our, our lovely Japanese doubles pair, mm -hmm. uh, Endo and Watanabe. Uh, we the the Great Wall of Japan is is what I call them. <laughs> um, but they're actually playing Ivanov and Sozanov. Uh, so I think that's great. Wall be... of Russia. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly <laughs> right. He's, he's a big man. Having yeah, having Ivanov on the other side of the court, he, he's a scary <laughs> man to be on the other side of. Um, so that'll be very interesting. Of course, their head-to-head -head is actually two-one. Two-one um, to, to the, the to the Russian to the Russians, Olympic, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Russian Olympic uh, Committee team. Um, the the yeah so. 
I, I think it's going to be a, a, an interesting one, that's for sure. Mm. But yeah, I think at their last last meeting, the the Japanese pair were really able to, I guess, figure out um, how to how, how to, to compete play. against, yeah, how yeah. to play against them. I think mm. yeah, originally with the steep angles that that comes with such height, um, it's just not the the Japanese defense. They're so far back on the court yeah. usually. Uh, it's I think the the, the steeper angles just uh, were a bit of a challenge for them in the first uh, first two games that they lost. Yeah, I think they're a little bit of a unconventional pair to play as well, like mm. the um, Sozanov and Ivanov. Mm. I think they are a little bit different the way they play and it, I'm not sure because it's going to be, it's quite a slow haul, it looks like it anyway, like defence looks relatively comfortable for a lot of the athletes and a lot of the players, so maybe they won't be able to break through the, the Great Wall of Japan. Who knows? Who knows? But, yep, so, so that one's at check that out. 2.40 local time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other one is 1.20 uh, local time, and that is between Praveen Jordan, uh, Malati Octavianti uh, versus Christensen and Boyer. Mm -hmm. uh, we've already seen some great performance from uh, both Boyer and yeah, yeah. Well, Boyer and Christensen. Mm -hmm. And then of course in that third set uh, for Jordan uh, Octavianti against the Australian pair, that's yeah, where yeah, they yeah. sort of sort of turned it up a bit. Mm. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see to see how that match goes as well. Yeah. But speaking of, I guess, do not miss matches, Jeff, I need to call you out for the one that you did make uh, yesterday uh, on our last episode. Jeff said that the um, the Chinese pair, uh, Chen Qingchen and Jia Yifan versus the uh, Thai pair, Kitty Cool. Uh, and Prajong Jai was going to be an, a, an incredible do match. match. Do not, do not do miss not match. Mismatch. Um, but 16 love down in the first set uh, said otherwise. Yeah? <sighs> yeah, look, in my justification um, is because I wanted to see how the Chinese would do after not seeing them for so long. So sure, they're up 16 love in the first set, but that just shows that yeah, it just shows that they're doing really well. So that was why I was at Do Not Mismatch. But okay. you, you had Kim and Kong versus Stoeva Sisters, which is probably much, a little bit more, more competitive. competitive. <laughs> much more competitive. more competitive than mine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so make sure you do tune in to those matches. They're what we think will be really good to watch and really competitive. But of course, it is Olympic Games, so there's heaps that you can enjoy. And we, we've been watching three screens at once. This is amazing how much badminton we've been able to watch. It's only the first day. So let's move on to our polls. So thanks for everyone who voted for the, uh, the last poll, which was yesterday. The question last yesterday was, which country will win the most gold medals across all of the events in the badminton at the Olympics? So big reveal. Big reveal. Big reveal. Drum roll. Blah, 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 blah. We had 45% for Japan. So most people thought Japan would win the most gold medals. 25% for China. 15% for Indonesia and lastly, 10% for Korea. So thanks for voting for that. We've got our second poll today. Yep, so our second poll question, are you ready for it? Who's going to hit the fastest smash in the Olympics? Jeff, what do you reckon? I think, I think Victor Axelsson is gonna lay down some bombs. I'm gonna go Victor. Big Victor Axelsson with his long arm and his whippy action and he, could, he broke his racket doing a backhand clear. Remember that? Just well, snapped him off. Yeah, yeah, that whip. I can imagine him doing that. Him doing that though. <laughs> uh, he does have some tutorials on YouTube as well. So if anyone wants to learn how to break a racket on a backhand, then maybe maybe you can check those out as well. Uh, but yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll keep in line with the men's singles, mm. um, and I'm going to go Leeds Ajar. Oh, Leeds Ajar, yeah. Malaysia Bole. Yeah. Malaysia Bole. Okay. Yep, definitely. He's got good. a pretty big. He's pretty solid. Him. I mean, he's big cannon. Very on physically him. strong. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like we said, you know, performing very well recently. So yeah, we'll see. Cool. All right, and we're up to the razor racket part. 
So in terms of who Henry and I are going to raise a racket to today, we are gonna go for the Aussies. Now we are Australian, we're probably a bit biased, but that's okay, we can raise a racket to them. We're raising a racket to... Where is my racket? I don't oh, have here. a racket. You gotta raise this racket. We'll raise it together. Raise this right. racket uh, to Gronje Somerville, Simon Leung, and that's just because they almost, almost had the biggest upset of the the Olympics. the Olympics so far. Uh, so yeah. far. Yeah, um, so it could have been for the whole thing if, if they did win. Uh, bad luck to them. Well done to the Indonesians. So we're raising a racket to them. Australian pride right here, green and gold. Who will you raise a racket to? Who is your who is your favourite badminton player? Who do you really want to sh share the love with as to why you watch the sport and why you love badminton? And if you don't know how to share, share your love for them, uh, make sure you hashtag raise a racket and use the badminton racket emoji uh, in all your posts and comments uh, when you do share the love for your favorite athlete, okay? Now, before we finish up, we're just gonna cover the order of play. Um, so to the, the next matches are gonna start at 6 p.m. Local time, local time. Tokyo time. Mm -hmm. And then we're tomorrow gonna morning. see tomorrow morning um, at 10 a.m. as well. Yeah. Um, and then you'll hear from us before the uh, afternoon session or the nighttime session in Tokyo as well. So we hope you've enjoyed episode two of the Tokyo 2020 show, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. See you tomorrow.